guys, welcome to Rach Talk, my weekly show where I sit here in our office, drink caffeine, and talk about random things. This week, I'm talking about, I now am a motorcycle rider. Don't send me flowers if you were thinking about it. Some questionable geography, and also, I'm wearing my pig socks again. Oink, oink. I am a motorcycle woman. It was this weekend, and I don't even know why I was thinking this, except I felt like I had a brilliant idea. I was like, should I get a motorcycle? And then later, I was hanging out with a bunch of friends that are in my bubble, and I'm trying to convince Sammy and Beans that we should all get motorcycles and start a motorcycle club. Beans is like, we only had one, one rule when we got married. We only had one rule, and that was we do not ride motorcycles. I'm trying to like convince people and then I realize one of my friends in this group has a motorcycle. <gasps> Will you take me on a ride on your motorcycle? And he's like, of course. Wow. First of all, I had to put on a special jacket and a special helmet. And I did not know this whole time that one helmet can talk to another. You're just talking to each other. You can listen to music. It's like a vibe. It's a whole thing. There she goes. <laughs> Wow, was that fun. It was a freaking delight. Also, you do feel like, where do I put my hands? Slash, am I holding you too hard? Is this, did I, what, maybe? No. And then at one point he's like, okay, we're gonna go fast. Hold on, we're gonna go really fast. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's so fast. It was so fun. It was so exhilarating. Maybe is there a world where it's like Rach tries to get her motorcycle license. Okay, you know in the movies when the person pulls up on the bike and they're like, oh, look at that dude. And then the helmet comes off and it's like. <laughs> and you realize it's a girl. I do need a thing because Sammy and Beans have like motorized bikes, but like cooler than a bike, but not as cool as a motorcycle. And we ride those and I'm always like rolling on the back of one of them holding on to, you know, one of my girls, which is cool, but also like I want my own. I mean, it would be funny if I got like, maybe I'm like in a pedal bike, a sidecar perhaps. You're literally hanging off the side of a moving vehicle in a bucket. How happy do you get when you see a surprise sidecar though? It's a rare occurrence. It's like seeing the Oscar Mayer weenie mobile. I saw this thing on, maybe on TikTok the other day where this guy said it was a tradition his dad did for like 40 years or something that on the first day of spring, every single year, he got flowers for all of the important women in his life. And this guy was like maybe in his 30s and he was like, so I'm carrying on my dad's tradition. And it was him like going to like his friends who were girls, his sister, whatever. And it was so precious because it was a surprise. So women would open the door and all of them were like, oh, it's the first day of spring. Cause they like knew this was his thing. And I was just like, <laughs> I'm gonna die alone. Can I be honest? I don't want flowers. I don't, I've had enough flowers in my life. I want you to know me well enough to know what I would prefer instead. And that's not about a monetary thing, but I just want someone who's not just checking the box because they think that's what they're supposed to do, but they actually like put thought into it. I would rather have like a candy bar that cost a dollar because you know that's my favorite candy bar than arrangement that cost a hundred dollars because you're like, oh, chicks like flowers, so I'm just gonna get her flowers. That's me. Okay, it depends on where my hormones are, but if I have to choose 
it's a tie between a Twix and a Reese's peanut butter cup. And if we could somehow like combine those two things together, perfect, perfect candy bar. This is random, but I remember my parents have been divorced for a long time for good reason. But one thing I do remember about their relationship was my mom loves peppermint patties and my dad would always bring them home for her. All different parts of their relationship might have been an upheaval. As a little kid, I remember thinking like, that's so cool that he knows this is her thing. And what that is saying is, I thought of you and this thing that you love. And isn't that what we all really want is someone who just sees us? Just got heavy. Did I already say that I didn't bring the right bra? today so I couldn't wear the cute outfit that Rosie had planned. Poor Rosie, she's pulled so many adorable outfits and I just keep not wearing them. You know, cause just in life, I'm going for a Target sports bra. Why would I wear underwire? I don't hate myself. I'm only wearing underwire like a normal bra if I need it for an outfit, which I did and I forgot. Hashtag sorry, hashtag pig socks. Look at that. Who wouldn't want to be with this? I don't know, cause I got a list of men in my phone. I got a roster. No, I don't. <laughs> I've had some guys who live in completely different countries try and act like we're gonna have a real connection here in a global pandemic. And with respect, I don't have time for that. Like, oh, if you ever come to Stockholm, but like, thank you, but no. I have no plans to go to Stockholm and get your syndrome. <laughs> the citizens of Stockholm get so angry. How dare you? I, okay, here's the deal, for real. I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I am terrible at geography. If you get it right, we give you $1 billion. If you get it wrong, you're dead. I can't tell you where Stockholm is. Is that in Europe? Is that in Eastern, Eastern Europe? It's not in Asia, I don't think. Is it in Germany? Is it part of Russia? Norway? I do not know what happens in Norway or Denmark. I have no idea. <laughs> Should we play Do You Know That Country? Yeah, sure. Where in the world is... I mean, I'm telling you, the only one I've got for you is Italy because it's shaped like a boot. That's all I got. I don't know anything else. What's this one? That? Is that Russia? Mm. What? Okay. <laughs> Is you thought it was Russia too? Okay, uh, me and Jack, we don't know, okay. It's a big one, so that's... India? Mm. No. Oh, Russia's that guy. So that's Germany? Mm. I'm telling you, I am so smart in so many ways, this is not one of them. Is it Russia? I can't even guess a country that's, a, like, that's by Russia. Poland. Mm. Oh, man. I thought China was bigger. Wait, Russia's bigger than China? Holy crap. Can we just talk about like a global superpower? Just like, what happened, Russia? What happened? We're gonna get in trouble for this. But there was a time, every movie in the 80s, the bad guy is Russia. Every movie. I must break you. We were all terrified Russia's taken over the world. And it looks like for a minute they did. Where did like Attila the Hun live? Mongolia, where's Mongolia? I thought Mongolia was like one of those countries that no longer exists, like the kiwi bird, you know? Thank you. You're telling me right now that there are people living in a place called Mongolia. 
I'm not, I'm, I swear I'm not trying to, I am not trying to be disrespectful. That's a real thing that's still happening. Is it inside of Russia? It feels like if I had to guess, okay. Russia, Mongolia, China. I know that because I know history. I'm an idiot, screw me, like I'm the worst, I don't know. Come on, Jack, you didn't know this either. This is Mongolia. It's beautiful. Give me the deets. Check in with me on social. If you're watching this, you're in Mongolia. Tell me where I should go. What should I eat? What are the Instagram pictures I should take? Give me, give me the details. Well, we have learned a lot today. We have learned a lot. Um, this has nothing to do with anything but L. King, who I love, and Miranda Lambert, who I also love, have a duet called Drunk. The video is so freaking fun and the song is so good and this has nothing to do with anything except it just makes me happy and I did make it the new top song in my Rach's favorites on Spotify and yes do I have a bunch of Spotify playlists that have like I don't know 50,000 followers because my music selection is so much fun yes I do we'll put a link to that in the description below in case you want to follow along to my musical stylings but that's my new current fave it's like an 80s wedding and it, like white trash wedding, which I just, those are my people. So yeah. Let's just take a quick minute and shout out that person for winning this week's giveaway. Every single week we do a fabulous prize pack filled with things that are my products and then we send it to you. And all you have to do is take a screenshot of this episode, post it onto social media with the hashtag RachTalk. We choose one random winner and we'll just send you some free stuff. Just let people know, hey, this show's so fun and this chick makes me laugh. That's all you gotta do. Don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel, ring that bell, give it a thumbs up, comment with something positive below. Here's your question for this time. Do you like flowers? Would you like to get flowers? Yes or no? Why or why not? Comment below and tell me if you do want flowers, what kind? If you don't want flowers, what would you prefer your significant other gets you instead? Me and my pig socks, we'll see you here next week. And until then, remember, I love you and I'm rooting for you. Hi, I'm Rachel Hollis, and this is your Faves Faves. What is the first city on your list? So the first city, I think, of my five best eating cities in the world in no particular order, but sort of this could be number one, <laughs> is Tokyo. Wow. Okay. I've never been. Tell me everything. Oh, how much time? I mean, that's a podcast in itself. I mean, that's an entire like <laughs> 36 episode arc, uh, but that's why I chose it. Um, and obviously we can't, you know, I don't want to spend all my time on Tokyo because I have a deep rooted obsession with Japan and with Tokyo as a city, but Tokyo, um, I just think, is number one. The culture in Japan, their food culture is so broad and so far-reaching and so specific that you cannot walk 20 steps in Tokyo without hitting something that you have to eat. 
And especially wow. as a tourist and being the enormous city that it is, I mean, it is truly one of the largest cities in the world, millions and millions and millions of people. Um, and it is a huge spread out city with nooks and crannies and alleys and corners that, you know, the taxi drivers can't ever even, you know, tell you where every spot is, that there is just endless discovery in Tokyo. And for me, someone who doesn't speak the language, what I love about Tokyo is that it is a city that doesn't rely on English. So for an English speaker or a romance language speaker, like I actually can speak a few languages. Japanese is not one of them. Uh, you really are at their mercy. And it, it has taught me so much, so many lessons in terms of my eating, just about trust and about mm. adventure and exploration. And that I think is such a big part of learning to just be a great eater, which in, in turn, I think makes you a great citizen of the world. How old were you when you went there for the first time? The first time I went to Tokyo was on my honeymoon, which was in 2008. Um, and then I okay. went back in 2019. Um, okay. So 11 years later. Yeah. And were you with someone who had been there before and so they could sort of guide you around? Both times the next, both times I was with my husband, you know, clearly on my okay. honeymoon, I was, you know, with myself. And then we went back again together in 2019. And on our honeymoon, we weren't with other people, but we were lucky enough to have a few connections that helped us navigate a little bit, which led to some really incredible unexpected serendipitous moments in a city of, I don't know what it is, like 26 million people. I, I don't know how many people are in Tokyo. That's a miscount, but it is a really huge number, like 18 million people. Uh, you know, we did have a few connections that got us started and helped us. And then the second time I went, I was um, met by and guided by for the entire time I was there, um, locals. And wow, was oh, that cool. helpful. But we still insisted on escaping from them once in a while too because that was more of a work trip to just hit the streets ourselves and get lost in Tokyo and that's the best thing to do. So if you and I are going there tonight and you there's one meal we get one meal in Tokyo tonight what are we eating? Well see this is the thing I mean about any world cuisine of the world but I find Japan to just be so completely detail-oriented that you know when we eat Japanese food here, yes, we either go for ramen or maybe we go, you know, we go for ramen or we go for sushi or we go for, you know, sort of a izakaya, which is sort of their bar, snacky, pub food. But when you are in Japan or in Tokyo, every restaurant is more or less a specialty at one thing. Like you can go for just tempura mm. or just grilled, just izakaya or just going for tapenyaki or um, whatever it is. So it's sort of endless, but I, that's it's so dizzying. So I almost always ate more than one thing in a night. You can't just go to one place if I'm taking you for one night. Oh, that's um, so fun. Because you can just go and have, you know, great cocktails in one place and then you go for just, you know, yakitori, and then you go for just tempura, and then you go for some sushi. And the other thing about, I can see this is where it happens. This is where I start just going off on a tangent about Tokyo. I am here for um, it. I'm so here for thank it. Thank you. But the thing about it is you end up, the, the other thing about Japan is that it does 
every other cuisine in the world so beautifully as well because they go so deep and they really do believe in really studying and learning and mastering their craft. So they're really, you know, they, they are incredible at pastry. They have an obsession with sweets and pastry. The pastry in Tokyo, including the European sort of Western style pastry, the French pastry is unbelievable there and dessert culture. But, you know, so is Italian food there and so many others, Chinese food for sure. That said, I would only take you for for Japanese food. And I would probably take you for like a true omakase at a sushi counter where you don't speak the language and you walk in and there's a counter of six or eight people only and you are just completely at the mercy of the chef. And uh, we had that experience on our first time going to Tokyo where, you know, you can't even read the menu and we were in a place where there were very few Westerners and we sat down and just threw up our hands and ended up having one of the greatest meals of our lives. Thank you.